Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Conversations for Our Grandkids. You're listening to Conversations for Our Grandkids. Can I say it one more time? It's Conversations for Con- Our Grandkids. Happy, happy Conversation Day. Happy Conversation Day. You guys ready to hear some conversations? Because <laughs> here they come. All right, all right. I'm Adam, as usual, and you I'm are. This as usual, for sure. This is... Hey, dude, so I was telling you just a second ago about how um, in high school I played the penis game, which if <laughs> yeah. folks don't know what the penis game is, it's essentially uh, when you're in class and you, you got to take turns saying penis as loud as possible, but I really didn't want to get in trouble, so I just ended up saying it like deeper, like, a, like <laughs> oh, penis, like it just, got to, it just got to the point where I wasn't saying it louder, I was just saying it deeper, and but it worked because I was the last person and my teacher turned around and goes, oh, 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 everybody better stop swearing in here. <laughs> it was like dead serious. That dude was weird. We abused that teacher. Ooh. Ooh, Mr. And Mr. Way? Beep. Yeah, Mr. Beep. Uh, anally, dude. <laughs> but no, we, uh, <laughs> we fucked with him a lot because I don't know how he had a job as a teacher because he was like, he, he was like, he was like actually retarded. <laughs> like he was like not pretend retarded. He was actually retarded. Uh. One time, uh, we would mess with them so much, we'd bring in cereal and have cereal day, where mm-hmm. we would just pass around a box of cereal in the class and be like, we're not listening to fucking geometry, fuck you. <laughs> I remember one time we turned our desks around, we oh, would shit. put the ringer on our phones shit. so that it would be like, oh, it's over, and we would just leave the class, like everyone would yeah. leave. Like, oh man, my clock is running slow again. We One time, my one friend put... Um, he put a marshmallow on the doorknob and lit it on fire so that it just looked like shit. So when you grab it, it was just like the uh, sticky what? fucking knot. Like we really, oh some God, kid threw his man. mouse out the window. Not his, not like a, like a live mouse, yeah, like a computer, computer mouse, mouse, which I thought was kind of fucked up. I was like, we can, I'm not going to fuck up his I property. Mean, yeah, right. That's, that's going a little far, but. But we messed with him so bad that he just gave up teaching the class. All in. And we, oh, God. We, we were having a midterm, and some guy got up and asked him. Like, he was like, hey, Mr. So-and-so. I'm not going to mention names because I think he might be dead. But, wow. Rest in peace. We killed him. Um, <laughs> That's not even funny. I don't know why. I class of 2009. Oh, man. But um, we, uh, this kid goes up, and he asks him a question. And he's like, oh, get away from here. I'm busy. And he's like, you're not busy. You're looking at used cars on Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I always felt bad, too. Dude, like, that reminds me of uh, this is this is even worse, though, because keep in mind, I'm in college. Okay, yeah. I'm in college and uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm trying to keep all the important details out. But uh, basically, I'm in a lecture hall class and. I love this professor, okay? Like, I love this professor. I, I'm trying to, like, uh, you know, uh, explain why and how, but I, I'm going to leave the details out. But, I, you know, I'm in a class full of mutual friends because, as you know, half of our high school went to uh, Temple along with us. So we're in this class, and there's, like, 200 of us in there, and I'm sitting all the way in the back, as per the usual, and I have this brilliant idea that I'm going to take it back to grade school and fucking throw a paper airplane. Right? God damn. Like what? Do you leave a tack on his chair what? the next day, dude? Ugh. So I thought it was the funniest shit because I'm a fucking goofball, and from time to time I do some extreme shit because I just like to do. I like to experience things, right? So the experience of throwing a paper airplane, the adrenaline rush you get, it's like a fucking. How long is it going to stay in the air? Is it going to hit him? Is it going to hit the board? You know, there's a lot of fucking variables involved. This thing flies off to the left or the right, you know, it was poorly made, so it didn't fly straight. I was aiming for him. You know, I got to admit that, you know, for the sake of truth. Well, if you're going to throw it, you got to aim it at him. Right, right? Exactly. You got to get as gotta, close to him as possible. If you're going to throw it, you got to go a full month. Listen, dude, it's just business. I'm going to fuck you up with this airplane This is right business. Now. This is class clown business, all right? It's nothing personal. Uh, so it flies, it hits the board, and he turns around, and, you know, of course I'm not going to fucking, oh, it was me, because I'm a fucking child. <laughs> you know, I threw a paper airplane, I'm a child. Yeah, if you're throwing a paper airplane, you're also not going to be like, I did it! It's, yeah, it's, right. like a, it's a coward move. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that's where I was in my life. And uh, he, he plays it off, pretends like it's nothing. Keeps on teaching, and there's, I don't know, 20 minutes left, and he's like, ah, whatever. Like, at the end of the day, he's like, well, like, if I, when I find out who that is, like, you know, they're fucking, they're going to get he got really pissed by the yeah. end of the class. He's like, no, like, you know, if, if, if someone doesn't come forward, you know, you're, then, you, and I find out who it is, then you're, you're done. Like, damn. done. Damn. 
Uh, so, so what then, happened? At, at, when everyone left, I immediately went down and I was like, "Look, I don't, I don't know how to even approach you about this. It was me, you know. I don't because someone, uh, one of our mutual friends was about to go take cr- blame for it. He was like, "Dude, I'll say it was me." I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me, dude?" He was like, "No, no, no, you don't. Like, it was my fault. Like, I gave you the paper. Like, I, I was like, dude, are you? Let's take it off. even further back. Who chopped the tree down?" Yeah, it's like, enabling me to make this paper plain. Like, that'd be like someone being like, "Oh, well, like, oh, I, I made the axe, so you know, I should go down too." It's like, no, 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 no. Guns no, don't no, kill no. people. People kill people. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I wasn't gonna let anyone take credit for that because obviously that was like fully on me. And I went up to him and I was like, I, you know, it was me. Like, you know, do what do what you must. Yeah. But it was me. I I should have come forward immediately, but like. I was I obviously bitched out because I threw a paper airplane in a college class. Like, obviously, I'm not going to take credit for that publicly. Uh, but anyway, after that, he was like the the next day he was uh he, he was like all right fine like we left and he was still pissed. I could tell I was like really hoping that I could like alleviate some of the anger. And there was like a whole day where he was like, "Well, I'm st- I still need to decide what I'm going to do." Like he he didn't say like you know that he was it was cool or whatever. Dude, it's not that big of a fucking deal. You're embarrassed. I Dude, get it. Honestly, like, it's it, a fucking wait, paper I, airplane. I might have it might have been like a whole day before I came to him though. It might have been like the next class. or something. Uh, it might okay. that's that actually sounds more familiar. I have yeah. to fucking ask. Dude, him. I have a story like this after you finish. I, yeah, this is gonna be I this think, is gonna be shithead college yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I think I was like, oh no, I'm not. No, nah, no. Nah, hopefully he'll just forget. And then I think he sent it. Yeah, that's what it was. And he sent an email, and, and it was like you know what i got super pissed you know it, the when i if anyone has knows who it is if you find out who it is like let me know and like all our friends were like hit me up like dude i'll, I'll take credit for it don't worry like next time we're in class like I'll, I'll you know i'll go up there i was like guys fuck out of here the next time we were in class i was like look it was me do what you must i'm sorry i waited this long but i wasn't you know i I, I I had to do it like if you kick me out of this fucking class it's gonna fuck me over but like that's better than me not coming forward like you know what I mean yeah. like I, that was some fucking dumbass shit that I did I'm really sorry but after that moment when I came forward his he this is why I know it was the next day because I I said it was me I'm sorry I don't know why I did it and he immediately broke he immediately broke his face like just melted it didn't even just soften like there was he had he had like a really old he was an older guy so he had like a wrinkly kind of a face and it, it was like hard set in anger and then it was just like Ugh, like uh and he was like all right honestly like i'm not gonna go to anyone with this like i don't really give a fuck it's just a fucking paper airplane yeah he, he, was, he was just mad he was right, just mad but here's the thing he was like i realized between yesterday and today that the reason i got so upset was because i had this you know i felt you know like the, the you know the dignity and i felt you know proud in my job and you know how dare someone throw a paper airplane at me you know and that kind of thing and he was like it you you've taught me more about my job through that than i've learned in the last like however long or whatever Damn. and i was like dude don't even fucking try to do that now like make me feel super guilty cuz you're like the best no that's not a guilt thing he's being sincere no, no, I, I know he was and i was like look i i re- i understand you know i appreciate that and I, I know, you, you know, do what you have to do. But what actually ended up happening was I took another one of his classes and we had like a very personal one-on-one relationship. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but after that, and it was dope, man. It was really dope. He really uh, helped me see math in just a different kind of a way. Because I got stuck on this. I got stuck on the concept of infinity, obviously, right? I just couldn't, I couldn't like figure out that even 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 thinking about infinity there are still limits that that kind of concept that paradox was still fucking with me but he he was like all right i understand you know meet me in my office hours which was tough because i had a fucking job and uh there's some other kids coming thank you very much it wasn't just oh, me yeah yeah you're not the only one coming bro yeah all these kids i'm making all these kids I'm making come. all these kids come that should be but the yeah, tagline awesome, for the man. show. I'm making all these kids come. I really feel bad for throwing that paper airplane, but honestly, uh, I, I feel I only feel bad because I I knew better and I I didn't listen to myself. But as far as how it turned out, oh, dude. So I have I have a story that goes down a similar path but ends up in the complete opposite. So this will be for our, this is literally for our grandkids. Hey, learn from our mistakes because Adam handled it like a real person, and I had, After, well, I mean, a real person, but not the best because I I mean. Come forward right away. Yeah, I mean, I, I 
I uh, the, the truth is I just didn't liberating. do it. I, just I, I set just, yourself free. Okay, so I'll set this up. So it's the same thing. It's a uh, lecture class, and I hate talking about the story because it makes me so fucking embarrassed. Dude, I was as I was going through that story. I think the reason why I my original story is oh no, I went up to him right away is because I feel like such a fucking like coward like oh like i'm, I'm hiding yeah. in a cave away from this memory yeah which is just a, a thing that i learned from it's fucking embarrassing dude. so dude so I'll, embarrassing. I'll put it out i'll put it out here right now for everybody listening this will be the last time i talk about it no because this is one of those stories that like there's a few stories in my life like throughout the whole thing where i'm just like i don't like talking about that with people most of the things i'm, I'm willing to be like that was retarded guys right but this one makes me very, very uncomfortable. So what happens is it's a lecture hall. I'm a freshman in college and there's probably about 400, 500 people in this class. Maybe even like 600, 700. I don't know. It was, it was a really big, it was probably the biggest class I took in college. And um, I don't know shit. I'm sitting with people who I all went to high school with. You know, we went to this, we went to this high school in Philadelphia. We went to Central High School in Philadelphia. People could follow yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? 268. Yeah, 268. Uh, we went to Central High School in Philadelphia, and it's a, it's sort of like they build you up when you're going through the school of like, you're the elite, you know? Yeah, I, I didn't, I transferred in uh, junior year, which is, I just had two years at Central, but it was fucking awesome, you know? But they, but there's this uh, air years, at Central of like, weird, you're like, you're doing something special, no, man. You're going to Central, you're going to be something. It's like, well, oh, okay, well, that, it feels awesome, but then, as opposed to all the, those other fucks. On the rebound, it's know? like, well, I, you know, all my other friends don't go to this school, so, they're just fucked because they're, they're going gonna, to all the other schools. Go to hell. Like, like, it's, yeah. like the, it's like the heaven argument. Oh, you like, made it. Oh, what about my like friends in Northeast High School? Like, uh, ooh, oh, well, you them. made it to Central, so, so it's so okay. anyway. So, so keep that in mind. So it's it's sort of an established name throughout the city. It's an important, you know, like oh, I have honor in this. Yeah. So I'm sitting with all these kids who went to high school with yeah. me, and we have this teacher. No, we have this guest speaker who comes in. Who? What is the? Ah, I forget what he is. He's okay. It's gonna be this is gonna be the worst way for me to ask this question. But in Batman, right? Uh-huh. Jim Gordon. What is he? He is the DA, yeah. District Attorney. Wow, I am a fucking asshole. <laughs> I had to go through it that. Doesn't so matter. It doesn't matter the path, man. As long as you get there. What's a District Attorney? Oh, there's one in Batman. Um, but so this guy, I, I know his name. If you're uh, if you're okay with that, oh, so I could apologize Seth to him Williams. right now. No, so you can. Yeah, on the rails, man. He's a fucking asshole. Is he an asshole? Well, maybe I don't feel too bad about the story. So anyway, this guy, he's he's running for district attorney. He comes to speak to our class. It's a journalism class. I don't give a fuck about journalism. I think it's a lot of it's bullshit. You know, like when it's good journalism, when it's like Vice or something. But that that's like the exception because a lot of journalism is wrapped up in money, and that's a whole other thing. But we have this guest speaker who went to our high school, and he's like, "Did anybody go to Central?" And we're like. Hell yeah, we did, bitch. Two, six, eight. Like, we're like screaming at him. Yeah. And, um, he's like, oh, cool. So he know, he now knows that we are the central kids, right? So there's this weird dynamic of like, oh, we have to like, you know, we have to live up, live to, up the to the standard, standard. To, yeah. to the prestige. But we are freshmen in college and we're so excited about, still about central because we're still like kind of nervous about college that we're like reminiscing, like, oh, remember when so and so did this? <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes me feel good. Um, and we're sitting there and we're talking, I guess we are talking, I don't know how loud we were, but this, this girl who sleeps in every class, she turns around and she goes, can y'all shut the fuck up? She screams it at us. Oh, right? That's dirty. Ooh. And now you've backed me into a fucking corner because what do I do? If I'm quiet, it's an admission of guilt. If I'm loud, it's an admission of guilt. And my thing was... Fuck you. Fuck the so, guilt. I'm running away from that. I mean, you've only seen me, you've seen me that angry once. And maybe we'll get into that later too. But you've, you, <laughs> I don't get angry really that often. I, I, I might get sad, but I don't get angry. You know what I mean? I don't get like, or you don't, you don't let it take over that I'm often. Not, I never am in a rage where I'm like, right. fuck you, you're yeah. going to die. This is one of those times. So I remembered an, a line from a, there's a show called Human Giant that I really liked with Aziz Ansari. I think that's where he got his break. But there was this line that always made me laugh where he's, he gets up on this desk and he's screaming at this guy and he goes, go back in time and give your mother an abortion. <laughs> so that was my go-to line in that moment. And Ooh. I'm just like, fuck you. Ooh. You suck. You're the fucking worst. Wait, wait. You went with what in front of 200 people? I was 500 people. I was like, yo, go back in time and give your mother a fucking abortion. God right? damn. And the teacher can hear me. Seth Williams can hear me. He stops what he's doing. The teacher looks at me and he just like gestures like, what's wrong with you right now? <laughs> yeah, right? And I was like, I'm sorry. I fucking lost it. She has to die. I'm sorry. She's she an has asshole. to die. She's the worst. 
And Am I so wrong? what like happened was Walter from uh, uh, the Big Lebowski. Am I wrong? Am no, I- Walter, you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am fucking. Uh, what's that guy's name? Whatever. Anyway, uh, so, so yes. Yeah, so then we leave quietly because <laughs> you know, like it dies down. Seth continues this thing, but he's sort of like, oh, he's probably thinking like, oh, my school went downhill after I left. <laughs> like every other fucking asshole who ever goes to high school. Yeah, but actually, this is the. I actually noticed this year we ranked better than Masterman, which when we were going there, that wasn't true. So fuck you, Masterman. Well, I just think Sense that idea is dumb. Uh, it's it's really gone downhill without me. People say that yeah, shit about right, everything. Right. Uh, now that I've left, it's yeah, probably it shit. Seventies when there wasn't any girls there, it was used to be shit. Like oh yeah, back when you used to like what jerk each other J-O off in the bathroom. Like, yeah, the best. I'm sure it was awesome. So back then. so we leave, and I I sent him an email. Apologizing, not Seth. I didn't. Know, I never talked to him, but I, t- I sent an email to my teacher. Oh, well, of course, because he's the only one you're going to have to actually see yeah, in the future. Fuck. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Unless I'm like, you know, getting arrested for something for I something guess. really heinous, because that's the only time the DA gets like killing out. Seth Williams. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not like, going to do it. Like for example, the uh, <laughs> did you hear that Mumia Abu Jamal? You know that guy? Yeah. He he got his uh, I want to say his appeal or another trial or some some shit. They opened his case again, but Seth Williams take on it was something like I'm going to prosecute this guy like as hard as I can essentially I'm paraphrasing phrasing but I you know I'll look up the quote for the in the show notes but he said something like I'm going to prosecute this guy like to the fullest extent of the fucking law like that kind of well, shit well I think like, you whoa, should whoa, with, whoa, 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 with whoa. everybody though right are you is there some well, people I that mean, you're not, like not well, doing maybe, that with well f- not not like to the fullest extent like how about you fucking give the guy a fair trial and then you'll see if he should be prosecuted yeah or he should he's guilty of something or if he should be convicted of something you know like that's the point is to be like well who knows we're gonna weigh the evidence you know equally it's not supposed to be like no i'm gonna fucking nail this guy if i can mumia is a tough case because even if he did it he's such like a soft-spoken kind individual that people will still be like mm, fuck you he I- was related to some to some wild shit no i know but if you ever heard him talk the yeah, guy is like the yeah. guy is like He's got the people on his side. If that makes sense. So anyway, yeah, no, there's a lot of mud in fuck the water. That. So Seth Williams, you don't like him, whatever. I, I'm not actually. I, I don't really know that much about him, but just what I know, I'm not a big fan. I mean, of. I'm not a big fan of anyone who tries to become district attorney or any. I think we've covered this. Anyone who tries <laughs> yeah, to become anyway, a local politician, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, something's wrong with you. Uh, <laughs> so, somewhere along the line, there's some daddy issues there, huh? Let's deal with that. <laughs> Seth. Daddy didn't love you unless you became a district attorney, huh? So all your life, you were fucking prosecuting people to the fullest extent of the law. But anyway, um, that's that's me being better than people. Um, yeah, so I sent my teacher an email, and I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I got really upset. I was kind of embarrassed. It was in a room full of like 500 people. I felt like a shithead, and I felt like the only way I could compensate was sort of getting angry and dealing with it that way. And and he sent me that, this really nice email that was like, you know, oh, you know, uh, College is about growing, man. Water under the bridge. Whoa, blah, blah, blah. Nice. Very nice. But I always hated him for some reason because it still bothered me. You wanted him to lash out against you. No, I didn't want him to lash out against me. I just hated that I was in that situation, so I associated with him that. You're just and so I, uncomfortable in his presence uh, that you blamed it on him. Well, but karma hit me up. So what happens is after that class, no, but none of us in that group of people shows up to the next class, and he had a blog that he would write notes about, and oh, all these shit. shitty commenters who were getting extra credit to like fucking talk about how fucking smart they were were like oh and you'll notice none of the faces who were involved showed up and wow and i didn't pass well i passed that class but just barely (laughs) i had to take it again to get a better grade so karma got me but fuck man that is like an excruciating experience in my mind as far as like the the abject embarrassment of like oh god why did i do that yeah why did i do that what the fuck was i even thinking what was, the, what was the goal? But then, I, but then I knew that I was fucking up, and so I had to like justify it. People were like, no, that was pretty cool, right? Like I totally got her. Yeah, right? until like, I, until you're 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 you know forced. It's you know you have so many chances to be like, oh shit, no, I was wrong. I was wrong. I should have never done that. I knew I shouldn't have done that. It takes until someone is dragging your face through the mud and being like, now you know, tell me the truth. And you're like, all right, fuck. Fuck, I already well, I, I, I just I thought sorry. about it over the years because at first when I was telling people I was like yeah tell them how angry I got and then like as I, as it went on I was like I don't like telling this story to people 
And there's probably a reason. Oh, it's because I was wrong. I yeah. was just I was just in the wrong. I mean, granted, and I just kept telling that story to make like, myself feel better. My my thing was like I was like, well, she should have never called us out in a group of five hundred or whatever. But there's mm. always that other road you can take, and I just didn't take it that day. Yeah, I, and, and and you know, some days you don't take it, and it's always easy to blame the 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 inappropriate reaction to your inappropriate behavior. But yeah. you know, you can always blame the inappropriate behavior. Yeah. The, the reaction, you know, it's like, all right, well, what the fuck, man? You shouldn't have said anything, but it's like, well. You shouldn't have been doing anything, I guess, right? Because then he wouldn't have said I mean, said we were anything. talking. I don't know how loud we were talking. If she had just told us to be quiet, it might have been different. It might not have been. We might have reacted the same way. If she said, like, politely be quiet, I don't know what would have happened because that didn't right. happen. Right. But I think my my approach to life is in that, in that kind of a situation, if you want to use that as, like, a metaphor for that kind of interaction, is to just look that person in the face and just stop talking. Just mm. Just stop talking and be like, you know, you're uncomfortable with how other people are going to perceive that situation. Essentially, that's, you know, there's so many people. That was kind of the key detail of that story. So let them be the judge. If you stop talking when she asks you to, they hear that you did what she asked. And then they will start searching their memories to see, well, who was louder? Did did she disrupt? Was I yeah. Was I even annoyed by that? I don't even remember them it talking. It was a self-conscious thing. Oh, because weird. I was like, oh, I'm in college. Things yeah. are weird. I have to be like the... Uh, I like, have to be macho. I mean, like, we met some kids the other day that were just freshmen in college. Holy shit, man. Fuck, dude. That God, shit ruined me. That was me. weird. The first question this kid asked me was, days. how old are you? I was like, oh, God. What? What the fuck? What? How old am I? I don't. Am I that old? Hey, man. How's, how's it going? What's, what's your name? Adam? Oh, okay. How old are you, man? How old am I? Maybe it's because of the... I have a beard right now. Maybe it's because of the beard I was thinking. But it, I don't know what it was. All right. Let me put it to you this way. We are four to six years older than them, right? If you met a man who was 20 years older than you, would would what age are you come even... What Would that even... Cross your mind? No. At first, I mean, at that age, maybe, which is why I'm like trying to help I mean, help them along. Of like, oh, I was pretty weird at that age too. I didn't know what the God, fuck I was man. doing, but yeah. it is it's jarring when you're like. Sometimes wow. I I feel like when I see that kind of stuff, man, I see it's if the feeling I get is like, ah, I know, I know that you know what I know where your your thinking is breaking down. If this is what you're worried about, you're just anxious, you know, just. If you just ignore the anxious feeling, you'll notice a lot of your problems will go away. But how do you say that to someone you just met and who isn't even responding well to hello? You know, how are you? How old are you? Are you? I'm 18. It's okay. You're clearly worried about how young you are because that's that's a weird thing to ask somebody when you first meet them. Which is weird because it's all it's all very uh, subjective, man. Or is subjective the word I'm looking for? But it, it, it's like uh, you can feel really old in some circles and then really yeah. young in other circles because it doesn't matter. Once you're born, you're on this path where you're just going to continuously age. So it's out of your control. Why do you feel bad about it? Yeah, you know? right, right. Oh, hey, I'm shit. 18 right now because I, there's no other age I could possibly be right now. Well, I'll, I'll say so this, man. It. it was my birthday the other day. And, uh, um, happy birthday, Seamus. That's thank right. you. I mean, along with that and some other things that have been going on, I kind of. It did make me feel, I guess I let myself feel less than in a lot of ways of like, what am, what have I, what am I supposed to have achieved at this point? But there's nothing really to achieve, which is I'm pulling myself back today. Mm-hmm. Today is the day to pull myself back and probably tomorrow and you know the rest of the week because it's work. It's work to keep myself, at least personally, it's, it's work to keep myself from being it feels like work to keep myself from being like, oh, God, I hate everything. Like, I have to keep reminding myself, like, everything's fine. No, you fine. don't. Everything's beautiful. Yeah. 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 And and so, anyway, it was my birthday the other day, and uh, I I mean, I'm 24. I know that's not... Pew, that's, pew, pew, pew. Thank you. Thank you. There's confetti falling all over my face and mouth. Um, it's, and by confetti, he means... <laughs> yeah, you guys know what I mean. But... Um, it, it I, I do I don't feel old right because I you know in the comedy circle too when, that I'm in where I talk to all these other comedians a lot of them are like six to eight years older than me some of them are like fifteen years twenty years older than me 
I'm young in that community, but I'm old in the like college community, I guess, which I just left. Do you know where I, I, I feel which like is what I, you're so familiar with? That's yeah, how, that's how you're used to. Oh, gauging you guys things. don't accept me anymore. Shit, this happened real fast. I'm the same as you mm-hmm. guys, pretty much. The, like I feel like even mm-hmm. when I was in college, my friend, I had a friend who was 24, and I was like, oh god, what, what have you done with your life? What are you doing? But like, yeah. there's nothing to do. Or I mean, there is something to do, but it, it, in your twenties, to expect that sort of stuff is a little ridiculous. I'd say, first of all, because you're you just you've been in school your whole life, all the way up to like twenty two, and now you've just like, oh, I had a year to build something. Why don't I have everything yet? You know, and and mm. and it's but it's like you know you just started, man. You really are. We really are I think young. That, that depends. I that's I have real difficulty with with a lot of the assumptions that you're making in your subtext, right? Because a okay. lot of it has to do with your personal experience. Because I'll tell you mine. I just want to be young forever, man. My personal experience, it's not about... See, that's the thing. It's not about age. Age has nothing to do with it, okay? My personal experience is that I had a job in senior year of high school, and that's what I did. I didn't do sports. I didn't, you know, X, Y, and Z. I was tired from work. You know, and then I went to school, and I was tired from school, but I went to work, and I, be, I, you know, built a, a cycle out of that, like a life cycle. So as I worked my way through high school, and then I worked my way through college, it was always clear to me the trajectory that I was on. You know, you have this job, retail job, it gives you some pocket change. You know, you, you open a bank account to see what that's like, play around with some money for a while. And you get used to scheduling your life around work. In college, I had to juggle classes and work. So it was, you know, I was used to that already. But it was just more... Uh, and your home life was a little unusual. Well, yeah, true. But that, I mean, that you was were like, also like two years younger than everybody. You had a lot going on, man. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know if we ever addressed that, but Adam is like not. It's not even substantial. You're like you're like a year or two years I'm two younger. Two years than me. younger. Yeah. But, I but like, two grades. I skipped kindergarten and seventh grade. Yeah, but I, it doesn't matter really. But it, it doesn't, doesn't matter because yeah. at this point we're both graduated from college. That's what I'm saying. It's not an age thing. It's it's the details of your life uh, or the the karma, as I'm learning that that word means. Is like how, what what circumstances were you born into and. Uh, what were the details related to your life that were connected to those that specific set of circumstances? So, like I said, I had a job for many reasons attached to where and why I was born. I got a job, worked my way through high school and college, and I learned that this was how this was how that it was done. This was how life was done. You went to school, you went to work, you paid your bills. After you went to school, then you just kept going to work and you paid your bills. And if you didn't have, you know, this system going of having money and education going and, and you know, managing them both, then things were going to slip away. That's what I always felt like. So I always kept a job, multiple jobs. I had what three jobs away? at a time. Uh, the control, the your ability to... I'm only asking because I want to hear you say it. Yeah, I know. I... And I've never had to put these into words because all throughout high school, I mean, sorry, college, was when I started really getting into smoking weed heavy and really thinking about, like, really heavy things. Because I was talking to our mutual friend, and he is, I would say... We'll call him Jay. We'll call him Jay. I would say that he is a genius. He is a genius. The way that his mind works is fascinating and... uh shocking is i think is a good way to to put it because there's good and bad connotations to the word shocking but this is when i started weighing all that shit and i was thinking about all this shit and it was related to how i was you know working going to school and my home life was a little hectic or whatever but i always had this feeling that this is what it was right and there was this this kind of general ramping up. So my first job was uh, AC Moore. It was retail, you know. Then I, I got an office job. Then I got a research lab job that was part-time. And now I have a research uh, job that's full-time. So there's like this, this really, this ramping up, this starting small and growing. And in school, it's the same way. You're in high school, then you're in college, and now I'm getting my master's. There's this ramping up of, of things. And that's 
how I that that was my natural experience. And what I learned from that is uh, that you can you can sneak your way into uh, having more than you even imagine. You can, you, can, right? you can sneak your way into literally fucking anything because it's yeah. all just people. If you can trick a person, you can trick everybody. Yeah, and if you can. Oh, a system. You can sneak a system, right? So if you can know how to, that money, you know, oh, well, money, there's, it's just, it's abstract value. It's paper. The value isn't in the paper. It's in the idea. So if you can understand that and you can understand how value transfers between things and why people value things, then it, that knowledge transfers to other areas of your life. And I really got a good grip of it by working and seeing different kinds of businesses and and how they manage money and how it affects how the people who work there think about money and what that means about socioeconomic status and all that kind of shit. So I was lucky in that I got this array of of jobs because I always knew that there was some job waiting out there for me after college. I never was worried about that because I had jobs. I you know, that was I worked my I've been working for 5 years and it, it, at that time I knew that I could afford a cheap apartment somewhere and really kind of scrape by just on part-time jobs. And I knew that once I had a bachelor's, I would be eligible for some kind of full-time job. So that concern, which is why I brought all that up, never really occurred to me, which is why I, 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 that experience is so common to the college student of today. It's like, oh, what am I going to do after college? I don't know. They didn't, they didn't warn me about the real world. But it's like, well, the real world—the real world was always there. It was there the four years that you were in college, you know, putting blinders and ear earphones in. You know, the the real world, real world was sneaking up on you. Yeah. But if you're anchored in the real world, like I felt that I was, because I had to pay my phone bill and I had a job that I felt that I needed that was felt like it was anchoring me down. It taught me a lot about needs and wants, the and the difference between and how to how to satisfy your needs and then uh, manage your wants, if that makes sense. You know, if you have shelter, food and water and you have spare time, fill it with enjoyment because why the fuck else? What else is there really? Yeah. Right. And that's what I learned. You work really hard, you learn and it pays off later. You work to pay your bills because it pays off constantly and you get to sit in your house alone with the lights off and smile. And that's actually something my dad taught me, which I'm just like connecting now. As a kid, he would open up the fridge and he said, you see this? Every time I see my, my fridge full of food, I know that, you know, it's, my life is good. This is how I know, you know, this is, this is one. Of, and it was just like, I was, as a kid, I was like, yeah, I kind of get that. But like now I really fucking get that. Now yeah. it's like, yeah. If you open up your fridge and you have a fridge full of food and the lights are on, what are you upset about? Yeah, yeah. You know what it is, man? I I don't know what it is, but it's the age thing. I had the, all this other crazy shit happening that I, I don't know if I'm supposed to get into or not. But I can also say that the changing of the seasons, everything is like kind of in a, in a state of flux right now where it's like, oh, shit, what's happening? Is it all going to be okay? I know it's all going to be okay. But for a couple of days, I was feeling... Uh, feeling... Not myself, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Feeling kind of out of it. Ha- going back to, like, these old... And I'm like, oh, God, did I lose it? Am mm-hmm. I back to, like, where I was before, where I'm having these uncomfortable conversations with people and I'm feeling negative about <laughs> myself and is this all going to be forever? And it's, But then, I, you know, I, I'm recentering myself today and thinking, like, well, if I had that revelation once, I can have it again. Maybe it won't come for a while. Maybe it will. Maybe I'll just have to think this shit through again. Because, okay, so the thing that was really fucking with me is we've been talking about this Buddhism stuff for a while. We've been talking about these other religions and these Eastern, the Eastern, Eastern ways of yeah. thinking. Uh, and I think it stems from a it stems from a place of impatience for me where they're like, well, if you want to become a Zen master, you got to give up the idea of becoming a Zen master. And I was like, well, then I probably shouldn't listen to this, should I? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean? Like, why did I download this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought but I- it's been helping me, so why get rid of that? You know, because it, it, it comes from a mm-hmm. place of like, I'm going to just skip to the end. Can I just skip mm-hmm. to the end? Mm-hmm. Can I just skip to the fucking right. end? So- I, I I experienced that, and then I thought about it, and I was like, well, then what What then? What are you saying then? And I think what they're saying is because the idea with so many of these Eastern religions is to use three words to say a million, 
is that you download, downloaded this, you know, audiobook or whatever to become a Zen master. But now that you're hearing what I'm saying, drop the idea and like now figure out what I'm now figure out what I'm telling you. Now yeah. see the message that I'm giving you because the message you thought you were receiving was how to become a Zen master, which, you know, in a very broad sense it is, but you have to drop the idea of wanting it to be able to to actually start on this path. There, which is a fucking paradox, man. It's frustrating. I mean, yeah. it seems like a paradox. You I'm have sure to get comfortable not, with the idea of paradoxes, though, I think. I think that's really... Uh, which brings me to Interstellar. Yeah, that's a. I think that's actually a good fucking segue. But one of my long-held opinions is that a lot of people have difficulty accepting paradoxes or like, you know, dualities, right? Like It's like, well, it has to be either this or that. It's like, well, it can't, you know, you can't acknowledge one without, you know, you can't acknowledge one. You, you have to, you know, disregard the other. Because like, well, it no, seems it like only one can exist. It seems like only one. In those, in those scenarios that are labeled as paradoxes, it feels like only one can exist. Right. It's like flipping a coin and saying heads or tails. Right. But the coin has both heads and tails on it. So it's like, well, it's it's okay to make the difference in this situation. But can we acknowledge outside of the game that the coin has both heads and tails on it? It's not a heads or tails coin. It's okay. So explain. Okay. So let's talk about Interstellar because this happened. Yeah, this happened it. a little while ago. But you saw it more recently than I did. So, you know, you go for it and I'll, I'll remember more about what I uh, what I thought. As uh, time goes on. So I like, this is a movie, by the way, in case people don't know, Interstellar, starring Matthew McConaughey, only like the biggest fucking thing to ever fucking happen ever. Uh, Christopher Nolan was directing it, so just so you guys know, you gotta look it up on IMDb, you'll know all about it by then. But, um, by now I mean, I don't know, it's 5D, who gives a shit? Um, but <laughs> that movie was frustrating for me because... I wanted it to be way better than it actually was. And I think part of that is probably because Christopher Nolan is the director, and I'm thinking of him as like this guy who's created all this great shit. Inception, The Dark Knight. All the Batman movies are pretty good, man. I mean, the third one, not as much, but I think that's just because we were coming off of The Dark Knight. I haven't seen Memento, which is like his shit, apparently. I gotta watch all of his other stuff, but he's, he's sort of like this figure in my mind of like, oh, Christopher Nolan movies come out? I gotta, I gotta check it out. It's gonna be good. And Interstellar was good. I liked Interstellar, but I had a lot of problems with it. Um, like, for, for example, I don't like in time travel movies when they have these paradoxes where... So this is going to get pretty heavy if you guys are down with this, so just spoiler alert, I guess. Pew, 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 pew. Samus um, is heavy talk. It's real heavy. Interstellar, the weight of the world and changing times, I don't know. Um, Your problem with time travel? Well, because he... So the thing with Interstellar is it's very predictable if you've ever seen any fucking If you haven't movie. seen Interstellar, I recommend you, you know, just skip forward a while because we're going to talk about the details of the movie. Spoiler alert, all right? But who cares? If you've seen any time travel movie, you've seen Interstellar because it's the same shit, but not In even done as way? well. I thought Looper did a better job. What didn't you like about Interstellar specifically? All right. I thought some of the acting was a little flat. That bothered me. I'm talking about time travel. Oh, you want to talk about time travel? Yeah. Okay, so he goes to... So so the movie set up, everything's going shitty on the Earth. It's the worst. And I love that. I was like, damn, show me more of this Earth. Yeah, right? This I, I really liked how they even uh, were throwing out hints like, ooh, the... T the, the uh, it's kind of like what's happening now, guys. The ideology is totally different. Totally different. Like, yeah, they don't they even like, believe that we went to the moon now. Yeah. I kind of... I like that. Yeah, I, did I like, like that. that too. They're like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Like, like, we need they're to like, we went to the... <laughs> We went to the moon. Come yeah. on. Really? Really? But, okay, so then what happens is, you know, he goes to space to try and find another livable planet, but there's this weird ghost thing in the beginning that I was like, okay, all right, who is this in the future doing this? Because that's all it is. Like, something happens weird. Like, it's unexplainable. Nobody knows what it is, and it, like, leads him to bring the plot to a conclusion, basically. So everything that happens in the movie is because of this event that triggers it at the beginning, essentially. Yeah. He gets these coordinates. He ends up at this crazy place where he learns they're going to space, and that's how he. The whole movie is is because of this point. And I'm like, okay, so which one of the characters that we've already fucking been in, introduced to is going to be the cause of this in the future? Like, that's my first thought, right? Naturally, because ghosts don't fucking exist. Because that's how movies work. Um, yeah, that's how movies work. But then you find out that it was Matthew McConaughey all along. Oh shit! Spoiler alert. But. 
He's like, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't me. We, we put this here. We fucking put this. But how would you put that here? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It would have to include an alternate timeline where uh, he goes to space and he just fucking dies, and Ripley goes to the future, and she's like, we gotta save my dad. Let's build this thing. So there's a there's a timeline where, in order for time travel to work, right? In a movie, hold on. Think about this. In order for time travel to work in a movie, right? It doesn't make any sense. So what would have to what happen... What I think Seamus is saying is that there are rules to time travel because time no travel is a well-established real thing. Okay, all right. Sorry and Interstellar idea. broke the rule of Seamus' personal time travel laws. I guess that's what it is. I guess we can... Now, just... Seamus, explain to us what laws... I'll tell you my laws of time Your travel. Your laws of time travel, please. James's laws of time travel. Pium, 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 pium. Play that in backwards, though, because it's time travel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my laws of time travel, right? So Matthew McConaughey goes to space to find a new planet, and he has to fucking die and not be successful in order for his daughter to say, let's build a portal for him to find so he can tell me in the past and I can fix this shit and we can fucking do it. But it doesn't... How the fuck does that happen? Wait, he has to what? He has to die? Why he, has to, he has to not be successful in order for them to build something to make him successful. How else does he get to the... If they just have the... It wouldn't make sense because if if he doesn't get there in the first place, how do they build it? Or if he does... But see, that's the whole the fucking fuck? point because he gets there because they get the message. They just don't know where it came from. And that starts the whole fucking thing because... Oh, God, dude. Because if he never got there in the first place, it would have never worked in the first place, which is the reason he went back in the first place. And that's the whole fucking trippy thing about time is that, you know, or or that's the trippy thing about time travel if you utilize it in that way because you need, it requires paradoxes like that. So the real interesting stories are the ones that utilize the different paradoxes. Uh, Stephen Hawking's is the grandfather one. If you uh, go back in time and shoot your grandfather, do you still, you know, do you instantly die because you were never born? It's that kind of shit, which is why a lot of people say that if you time traveled, it would create another uh, universe. Alternate timeline. Right. Alternate timeline. But a movie is fun because it's saying, well, what if it didn't create an alternate timeline and we figured out how to actually go back? That's not my only problem with the movie, but I... I, I I think I think you can concede that it's a paradox, man. I think it doesn't make any what, fucking sense. I think what happened is you watched Back to the Future way too many times. Yeah, I was like, you know what I like about this movie? The fact that there's only one black dude in it, and he becomes mayor, and that's great because racial equality. But I also kind of like that there's only one black dude in it. But anyway, um, <laughs> so no, I, I I don't know what happened with that movie. But no, also I thought Anne Hathaway supposed to be the supporting character that you're supposed to love, but she's just a huge bitch the whole time. Wait, I don't really remember her. I'm sorry. She's she's the NASA chick who's gonna take him to space, but the whole time she's just telling him about how everything is like shitty, and she's like "fuck you," and he's like coming up with all these rational. He's like, "Should we be careful about this?" I don't know. And she's just like "fuck you." We're going to space, Matthew (laughs) McConaughey. I I don't know. I I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of that movie, but I liked it. If that makes any sense. And we had this whole argument where I was like, "No, but like I, I like this movie. The soundtrack's amazing. Some cool shit happens, and I'm like." Ooh, that's all I need from this movie, but it's not as good as people are saying it is, and that's where that's where the argument really stems from me. Of like, yeah, because my thing is, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? I guess I'm totally. Was it good or not? Did you like it or not? It was good. All right, it was good. I that's my review of Interstellar. Well. I'm not sure if that went anywhere, but neither did fucking Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is it a paradox? Does he like it or not? Who fucking cares? Matthew McConaughey's in I it. I liked it, man. I, I liked it. I liked it more on an instinctual level than you did. For some reason, you walked away from that like, mm, I don't know about this one. But I uh, I was like, no, I like this movie. This is, I this, expected it to be... throwing around a lot of ideas that are not ideas that people generally think about in their day-to-day. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get Dunkin' Donuts instead of Starbucks today. I think you should. I want you to agree to this on air. I think you should watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. I've agreed to this. Yes. In many forms. Good. Because that movie really did heavily pull from that film. Um, film. Pull from that film. And um, that's why I don't like this one, because it wasn't as good as 2001 A Space Odyssey. No, no, no. I, I, I wanted... if Interstellar, in my mind, what I assumed the plot was going to be going into it, right? Mm-hmm. I assumed... 
I assumed a lot, and that's what what led that's to my disappointment. The problem, that man. is the problem. Yeah, I was like, this is gonna be awesome. See now, I, see the problem was no, I was, no. The problem is you, you defined fuck, you fuck. De- you defined your assumptions as like if if it meets all these criteria, it'll be awesome. But it could have also been awesome in a totally different way. And it was kind of. I like the part where they're on the planet that's taken like every every second they're on there is like seven years or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. pretty cool. Or yeah, every was, minute. That was intense, man. That was pretty cool. That sucked. I liked that movie. It was a fun ride, but there was just parts that I was like, am I supposed to care? Am I supposed to? Why? 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 Why is he like his daughter so much, but he doesn't give a fuck about his son? <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck about his son. He's just like, yo, Murph, I love you, but this other dude who we just only acknowledge a little bit, he's kind of a fucking dick, right? He's just gonna become yeah. a dick. I don't remember him either. I gotta watch this movie exactly again. because neither did Matthew McConaughey's character. He was like, I only have one. It was son, only about his daughter. And it's a daughter. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wait. oh, I do remember his son in the beginning. Yeah, but his son is like his son is like the guy. I felt bad because like every that's the thing that movie every character that I was supposed to like had I liked the characters it, a lot of the problems I had with it I feel like would have been more forgivable. But Anne Hathaway's character was and had unbearable. you liked the acting in the beginning had more, I liked the had acting, I had I had I had I had I had I had I'll tell yeah. you why I personally liked it a lot based on my personal history because uh, it it hit a lot of the ideas that I have about. Uh, space travel and sustainability because a lot of the um really interesting research being done about how to grow food uh using the least amount of shit and you know you know to, for the most amount of period is is being done by nasa because they want to send their fucking people to mars and that might include growing soybeans on the the ship you know and and having to you, the the air that you breathe will grow the plants and how to balance the right amount of uh, gases and nutrients and shit like that. Um, so I liked in the end how they had that um, space-like, spoiler alert, community rotating around. That was cool. That, you know, it had the sun, uh, like, you know, uh, like fading out at the right time so everyone would go to bed. And that's how I see the idea of st- sustainability being played out to the nth degree right like the ultimate is you shoot a thing off into space and it can just keep being out there forever you know and you're just like we did it we just did it. it this is this is where we live and we can we can choose to either go back or we can go to this one or that one but there's like a million of us out here we visit each other sometimes you know what i mean until that's, the giant cosmic hands ball up whatever ran into a big fucking paper ball and shoot it into the fucking paper <laughs> basket you know what i'm saying <laughs> Oh, so that takes us full circle to the uh, teacher I was talking about at the very beginning. <laughs> Mr. There was this kid who was balling up paper, he, this giant paper towel roll. And this guy, he put it right next to the teacher. And the guy's talking to us. And he's not looking at us. He's looking at the board. He's teaching us some shit. And this kid next to him is rolling up the paper paper towels turning in the balls and just shooting them into the trash can, the whole class. He's just shooting them into the class. And at the very end, right before the bell rings, our teacher turns to him and goes, hey, you can't do that, and, like, grabs it from him. And I, I lost my shit. I was, like, crying laughing because this guy was, like, we had a midterm and during the midterm, somebody brought in a universal remote and turned the TV on, and it was Jerry Springer. Like, it was clearly Jerry Springer. It was like, fight, fight, fight. And he turns to us, and he's like, well, somebody better turn that radio off. And we, I was just like, from what, where are you from, man? What is this? Is this some foreign thing to you? I don't better know. turn that radio off. It's a fucking TV, man. He was the best and the worst. I always looked forward to that class because I was like, what shenanigans is going to happen today? But I'm not going to learn anything about it. I, I had another class geometry. like that, man. I had another class like that. And I love going to classes with uh, bizarre teachers with inner city kids because they don't give a flying fuck what they say to them. Oh, teachers. this motherfucker wig. Yo, look at her toes. Like, oh, shit, her toes are fucked up. Yo, like, nobody right noticed her toes. Class. Now we all notice her toes. Yeah, exactly. And now we all can't stop looking. It's, I love it, man. I love it. Her toes do look like peanuts. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) It's some shit that, it wouldn't even be an insult all the time. Be like, damn, your teeth are white as fuck. And be like, "Ah!" (laughs) yo, this dude really cares about brushing his teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was good times, man. Back when you would just care about shit because you didn't have anything to fucking care about. Well, I was on the bus with some high school kids today and they were talking about how much pussy they get. So just so you guys know. Those kids are fucked. Oh, dude, ever yeah, since yeah. I left this school, kids just been getting pussy left and right. 
just forever. Just getting pussy, dude. It's gone downhill since I left. Since I fucking left, it's gone downhill. All the has standards it, went with me. <laughs> has it gone downhill, or are you just a fucking idiot? Or do you just not? Oh, because I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not there anymore. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. This is the pause part where we just pause. Yeah. We're at about an hour, but we can keep going. Oh, you yeah. You had some topics, you know, man. Well, I can just thank everybody for listening midway oh, yeah. through. No, this is actually a good time to... Uh, one second, please. This is a good time to mention... Uh, could you please, if you're listening to this, and if you like it, and if it's something that you want to hear more of, rate us on iTunes, just so that we have a rating to display. Because right now it says, like, oh, not enough ratings to yeah. display a rating. It's like a constant fuck you every time I check it. It's so like, oh, we're if really we could not just, worth anything. I mean, honestly... I'm I'm all about honesty. So if it's a one out of five, just give us some fucking ratings so we show up. Yeah. But I would really appreciate it if you gave us a five out of five. Damn, everyone so hates us, but they're listening to us. Yeah, they love I, to I'd hate be okay us. With that. They love to hate us, like the Iron Sheik. And then we'll find our crowd out there somewhere. Dude, <laughs> I was watching. Conditionally. Well, that's that's the plug. We'll definitely thank people at the end, like you know all the other people do. You know, if you skip to the end, we're thanking you. But but I think. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I watched this documentary about the Iron Sheik that yeah. I wanted to I wanted to watch with you, but I did it on my own, you know, being wow. being what a real G, just going out there on a limb. Damn. But dude, All the Iron yourself. Sheik, man, I'm a big Iron Sheik fan because yeah, you are. I well, the thing is, man, my my Sheamus is wrestling corner. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, when I started getting involved with like getting introduced to wrestling, it was because my grandfather had these old VHS tapes of WrestleMania one and three. Nice. Not sure if you had two or not, but I didn't need two. I didn't need fucking two. That sounds like every every single kid I knew explaining their Harry Potter collection. Well, I've got one, two, and four, but I gotta get five, and my cousin borrowed number three. Like, I just know he's still a wizard in five. I, it's kind of I, the whole <laughs> time in four. I was like, is he gonna not be a wizard anymore? No, he's a wizard. He's a wizard. But the thing is, I was introduced to wrestling at a time where I still thought it was real because I was like six. Because I was just like, wow, these people are fighting. That's crazy. Yeah. I loud. Oh, my God. They've ne- I've never seen a fight before. This looks like, oh, he's breaking the American flag? I'm from America. Fuck you, Iron Sheik. And so Hulk Hogan was the shit to me. I thought, it, I'm like, it's the same thing when I talk about like, I'm the last kid to ever see a Playboy. I'm like the last kid to ever believe wrestling was real. No, that's not true. People still think it's real. But that's kind of sad. Um you're the last kid who who had a legitimate excuse to believe it was real. Yeah. We'll and, well, way. and my grandfather would get really into it. We were watching this Ricky Steamboat match. And he's like, yeah, get him, Ricky. Get him. Ricky Steamboat. Dude, Ricky Steamboat's the shit, dude. Ricky Steamboat's the shit. So funny, man. That is so funny. Choo-choo. No, he was this Asian guy. He was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, of course, because <laughs> well, fortune cookie was taken for some reason. Those things, I would always be like, man, I know people named, like, Tiffany and, you know... <laughs> John. Here comes Tiffany. She's going to fuck up John Cena. And then, yeah, then there's like fucking Johnny Rainbows or whatever the fuck. Gold Dust was one of them. Yeah. Well, these Stone guys. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was like, where do these names come from? Well, this has to be fake. They're cartoons. Yeah, they're cartoons. Yeah, but this has to be fake. The Iron Sheik. I watched this documentary. Guys, check it out. The Iron Sheik documentary. Because he used to be a fucking. He was like in Iran. Also, follow him on Twitter because that shit is too entertaining. Well, they address that in the movie. They address that in the documentary because what happens is the Iron Sheik is like. He's like the worst bad guy you could ever like think of he I, america's having a problem with iran everyone thinks this is real and he comes out and he says fuck america are you kidding Yo, me that's some heavy shit i don't know if i'd be down with people that. wanted to literally kill him people brought guns to the building and they had Damn, to like they had to, like call the cops and shit and Holy vince mcmahon shit. would like give him a limousine to get or not a limousine he would make him go home in the ambulance so people thought it was somebody who got fucked up Whoa. because people were trying to fucking kill this guy that's crazy and he was before he was a wrestler he was the Bodyguard for the Shah in Iran. That fucking woo, dude. Yeah, that's some heavy shit. And he left because one of his friends, who was another bodyguard for the Shah, who was like this big hero, who like everyone was like, "We like you more than the fucking Shah." He just disappeared and died. And people, mm. people were like, he was like, "Ooh, I should probably leave now. I should yeah. probably fucking leave." Hey, Shah, I loved protecting you, but I've got this great gig in America. I'm just gonna head over there. That's cool, right? Yeah. I'm just gonna get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm not. I promise, I won't say a goddamn thing. I won't say. I don't even know who you are. About who, none of, who? Shah. Shah. Who? That's a weird word. So is that a name or a title? I don't. <laughs> I even don't know. Silly Seamus fucks. doesn't know. Where do I sign? But um, yeah. So he comes and he he he's a good guy for a while, and people are digging it. And somebody's just like, "Hey, wait a minute, you're Iranian, and there's like a whole Iranian thing going on. Why don't you just become a bad guy?" 
And so the Iron Sheik shaves his head and makes this crazy mustache. Holla, holla. And he starts doing that crazy <laughs> shit. And people are just like, fuck you. But he loves it. Yeah. He loves being the bad guy. I love my hater. He was the first one, man. He actually said that. I love, I love my, my haters. haters. Hashtag. Hashtag fuck you guys. <laughs> um, but he uh, he gets caught. What happens is, which is I think is a great story. So he's fighting this guy, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. If you want to know who Hacksaw Jim Duggan is, he's a nobody. But he's the guy that won the first Royal Rumble. <laughs> and he comes out with a big thing of, thing of wood, like a two-by-four. And people just you know go like, oh, America. I don't know what the two-by-four is. But he, he, I don't think he even hits people with it. I just think he has it. Are we thinking about Johnny Appleseed here? No, like, no, no. I'm thinking of the kid from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That's basically what he is. He just has this wow. giant thing of wood. Plank. Terrible, man. Terrible. I, I'm off. But uh, No, 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 no. Not you. Just the character. <laughs> A plank of wood? That's all you got? Well, I mean, he's America. It's like, whose line is it anyway? Here's uh, a plank. See what you do with it. Well, you know, we're building houses like Abraham Lincoln. But <laughs> He's America. He's fighting Iron Sheik, and Iron Sheik shows up at the airport one day, and he's like, hey, man, um, I don't have a ride. You want to just give me a ride? And Hexel's like, yeah, whatever. Who gives a fuck? We know this is just a fucking pretend thing that we're doing. You can ride with me. And Iron Sheik's like, hey, man, uh, you want to get some like, you want to get some booze, dude? And Hexel's like, yeah. Yeah, let's get some booze. <laughs> of course. And she's like, yo, uh, by the way, I have like a bunch of coke and weed in the backseat in the car. Mm-hmm. And they get pulled over and Sounds arrested, good. and all Aww. the headlines read, is WWF fake? Whoa. Yeah. Dude, Mind blower. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. It, it's completely different from how we think now, because back in the 80s, 70s, I'm sure there were some people who were like, Oh, come on, like you really think this is real? Yeah, they were like, "Oh, what are you a conspiracy theorist?" Let me guess, JFK was assassinated too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Iron Sheik doesn't hate America. Okay, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> but so all the headlines read like, "Oh shit, WWF is it fake? Who knows?" And he gets fired for that, and he just becomes a terrible drug addict. Oh man, yeah, but then That's he, he rebounds because he starts telling Miley, Miley, eh, Miley Cyrus. He starts telling her that she has the raisin balls on Twitter, and it, like brings her him back to like you know. You have the raisin balls. Miley Cyrus has the raisin balls, and he will fuck her and make her humble. That's basically the, that's what the Iron Sheik tweets Woo! most days. Yeah, do you know his his actual Twitter handle? No. Oh, man, we could give him a total shout out on this it's, very he small podcast. He's a fucking Iron Sheik. <laughs> yeah, hey, all my six listeners, go follow the Iron Sheik. Go He'll follow know. the Iron Sheik. Oh, man. Do you know what his Twitter handle is or no? no oh, you I were don't. asking. I was me. asking you oh, because you're the fucking I'm assuming ball. it's Iron Sheik. Just look it up, guys. Yeah, it'll probably be something. But no, I mean, there hasn't been a there hasn't been a bad guy like that in a long time. I guess the closest comparison is like The Miz where people think it's real. They're just like, this guy just sucks. He just sucks. And mm-hmm. I just don't want to see him on my TV. Yeah, but that's like a different level. That's like on a national level, you know? They like, they tied that into some like real, some real shit. Well, like no, they, they tied shit. that shit in. So there was an Iranian hostage crisis at the time where they they took some American civilians and it was like a big thing all over the news. And then, of course, he's like, oh, I'm Iranian? Like, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Bad guy. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, and he tagged him with a Russian dude who was also oh, like, geez. he would come out and sing the, dude, it was so stereotypical, but as a six-year-old kid, it was literally like, I'd see Hulk Hogan come out and I'd be like, yeah, America. He's going to fuck him up. All right, so here's my thing, right? As a six-year-old, I totally understand why you're like, oh, this is crazy. This is some real shit. These guys are fucking each other up because, you know, America and Iran and all that shit. Like, oh, different countries. They have problems with each other. This is real. But as a grown-ass man, if you understand how the world works and you see Johnny fucking Tornado kick, you know, Lumberjard Jack in the fucking throat, like, you're telling me you really thought this was a real competition? Lumberjar Jack is the best wrestler I've ever <laughs> Because when you watch basketball, they use their real names, their real last names, and that you can tell that that's a real competition. Wow, Kobe Bryant, really, dude? You think that's real? Kobe Beef. <laughs> you think somebody gave him that name? Donovan McNabb? It's not, it's not basketball. I'm just talking sports now. Yao Ming? Get the fuck out of here. Get a real name. Steve McQueen. Steve All-American, man. No, I don't know, man. It, people Do people still think wrestling's real? If they do, that's kind of... I, I had this one kid come up to me, and he was talking about this Russian wrestler who's wrestling now, and he said to me, he's going to start a fucking war. <laughs> and I was like, well, granted, you're like 14, wait, but wait, still, wait, that's wait, way it, too old. What was, what, what was he going to start a war over? 
Because this guy's thing is, his name's Rusev. He comes out with a, a chick who's all about Russia, and she loves Vladimir Putin. But it's such, it's so obviously a fucking joke because they put his the Vladimir Putin's thing up on the screen like it's a Tim and Eric skit. You know, like it's the most ridiculous <laughs> shit that anyone could ever. And people are buying. Fuck you. Fuck. Oh, Russia. of course, man. I remember being. At the uh, Money in the Bank that one time you took me to, which thank you for that because that was a fucking experience. But I remember when the one the the Mexican guys came out or something, or the other dudes. I forget who the guys who were supposed to be racist came out. Yeah, and everyone was like cheering and shit. And they were like, "We're in Philadelphia, and there's all these fucking tacos." And we were like, "That doesn't." I was like, "That doesn't even make sense." Uh, Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, you dirty Northerners or whatever." Like, well, they were talking about all the Hispanic people that were in Philadelphia, and I was like, "Are there that many Hispanic people?" Yeah, I was like, "You do realize there's like it's like forty mostly black people. It's forty (laughs) percent black, like thirty nine percent white, and then the rest of that mix, which is like twenty percent left over, is." Hispanic, Asian, Indian, like we, you know, we got, we actually have a pretty good group of diversity in that twenty percent. But forty percent is black, forty percent is white. We're supposed to be offended. Hispanic is what you chose. Doesn't even make sense. Well, okay, so that brings me to my big thing, my big problem with wrestling. To get into a real Seamus's wrestling corner, Uh my big problem is so they had this thing where Sting. If you guys don't know Sting, I uh, can I tell you a quick story. Tell me a quick story. I uh, I watched the Sting movie because my dad was a fan. And I tried to do the stinger splash on Rich, my brother, and I ended up slamming my head on the bunk bed because I tried to stinger splash him on the back of a bunk bed, right? So it was was just like, wham, like right there. And I ended up getting 105 fever that night. Oh, my God. True story. So, Well, you know what? Sting has to deal with that all the time, but he's just learned to control it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So they brought back Sting, and, and the way they brought back Sting was the worst because he had this big fucking... Titantron thing that comes up and is like, I've made my choice. I'm back. And I was like, is Sting at home editing these videos? Who's putting these up on the Titantron? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, it, it, what is a Titantron? The Okay, so the big screen that they have is, oh, the, is oh, the Titantron. Because gotcha, they have Titan gotcha, Towers, gotcha. which is like their office or whatever. I, who gives a fuck? But the, the idea for me is like, is Sting writing these? Is he writing them? Yeah. It, like, in the fiction, is right, the character right. Sting being like, I'm going to get this guy. And he's going into iMovie, and he's like, I've made my decision. I'm going to fuck you up, Triple H. <laughs> like, that doesn't, that doesn't, I'm like, if, wait, why would Sting make a home video? Like, have him have, like, a sign that some asshole wrote, and you'd be like, oh, yeah. shit, Sting's back. Instead, yeah. when he comes up on the thing, and he's like, Ca-ca! and he's got, like, his, <laughs> he's got, like, his whole Sting music video. I'm like, oh, well, so, no. It, who, who was doing Sting that? Sting the character would never do that. Right, like, like, just make it more real, I guess, is what I'm saying. Just make it more real, all right? Make me believe it, please. That's the whole fun of it. Have it be like, oh, shit, we found a sting mask. See, that's my thing. Or something. The fiction is really the fun of it, but they they forget that, and they're just they're doing some bullshit right now. They're like, oh, we have a deal with the new Terminator movie coming out, so at WrestleMania, Triple H is going to come out, and he's going to hold all these Terminator heads up and be like, do you get it? Are you serious? Do you, he did that. Do you get it? And there was no point to it. He was fighting Sting. There was this no point. is an advertisement, dude. <laughs> yeah, it honestly. That's how you they know. It's my favorite uh, product placement that I've ever seen in my life. It was in Benjamin Button because <laughs> that Never movie it. is Never so astronomically long. It's like two hours and 45 minutes, and in the middle part of it, I want to say the woman's like at the hospital with her dying whatever she's like, you know what? I could really go for a Snickers no they're talking she's like tell me another story and she like opens a jello thing but you know how like you open the lid and you let it like mm. just stay at a right angle it was just perfectly flapped up so it was just Dude, like she opens it and she holds it up to the camera behind her <laughs> I was oh, like weird. what an inappropriate fucking place because she's she's asking her dying grandmother or she's like reading a story to her dying mother or dying grandmother and they're like that's where we want the jello <laughs> <laughs> if you could just somehow work in a uh, it's a uh, it's yeah we definitely just want you to have a Kit Kat right there <laughs> could you also squeeze in a Give me a break. The grandmother's last was she's like, you know, what? I just wish I could split a Kit Kat with you. And the, and the daughter's like, uh, two for you, one for me. And she just needs it. That's an old Kit Kat commercial, guys. Look it up. Give me a break. Did you not get that joke? No. Oh, damn. They used to have these old Kit Kat commercials where they would have, you know, Kit Kats, you, you break them in two. Yeah. And it'd be like a guy who got crashed on a mountain. He's like dying. And he and somebody's like, I only have one Kit Kat thing left. And he's like, oh, well, you can share it. And the guy's like, no. Two for me. One boy eats a Kit Kat, and the other dude dies. That sounds vaguely familiar because I was a big Kit Kat fan. I I remember having the feeling like that's what I would do. <laughs> I love Kit Kats. <laughs>
That's what I would do. I'd be selfish. I'd I let my friend Kit die Kats. for a Kit Kat. <laughs> Kit Kats are my shit. Zebra cakes, maybe. Kit Kats, they're okay. I'll what would you do for a Klondike Oh, uh, dude, I'd fucking do it all, I never bitch. thought Klondike bars were that good compared to like a bunch of other shit that I could do some drastic shit for. Can we just say this? Klondike bars fucking suck. Yeah, I think so. Klondike bars suck because you bite into them and the whole thing falls apart. And you yeah. just have ice cream in your hands. <laughs> yeah. The chocolate layer is not sturdy enough like, to handle all that I, I ice really, cream. I really wish this had been like what it looked like it was going to be. I, I just, really wish I enjoyed this. this as much as the commercial fucking promised. This dude, he said he was going to like kill someone for a Klondike bar. I saw some guy uh, you know, sit through 15 seconds of his wife's conversation for a Klondike bar. I don't even want this shit. I don't yeah. even want it. If they just had like um if the if the chocolate was just thicker, it would be better. Like they have these Absolutely. They have the they have these pretzel Klondike bars, which are the shit. It's pretzel inside of chocolate and it is the jam. But you still have that problem of eating a fucking Klondike bar where you're just sticky. You're just yeah. covered in bullshit. Thanks, Klondike. You know what I'm gonna so do? Bad, I'm gonna not it? I'm just gonna not eat a Klondike oh, bar. No. And if you give me one, I'll go ballistic. <laughs> if Klondike uh gave us free Klondike bars and oh, dude, I love Klondike. Forget everything us. I said. I love Klondike. Uh, my favorite thing about Klondikes is the, you know, the word dyke in it, dude, because it just makes me excited. <laughs> but, you know. What would you do for a Klon? Oh, dude, dyke that's, that's like a Kanye West lyric, isn't it? Got two Klondikes or some shit like that. He said some shit like that, didn't he? He said some fucking dyke shit. Oh, she would do anything for a blonde dyke. That's what he says. In yeah, one of his, yeah one of you're his right. Songs. Oh my god, I, I thought that was just a joke for a second, but you're uh, fucking absolutely. It's about right. Klondike bars. You didn't know he that. He really did a play on Klondike. No, I remember now. I remember thinking at the time, like, "Wow, Kanye, you really, you're really not trying anymore, huh?" He's and like, and then I tried to forget it until you just brought it up. I'm always eating Snickers because I'm not the same I, when I I'm hungry. Really, you know, I was really coming around, back around on Kanye. And Were you? You just, you really, it, you know, I was building it on sand, so you just dug the sand out from under my feet. That's oh, what it feels like. Like a Jimi Hendrix song. And so Remember his lyric about Klondike? Melt into the sea. Just like a delicious Klondike bar. <laughs> oh, man. Well, whatever. Fuck it. This is Conversations for our grandkids. It is. What did this they learn today? Episode. Uh, they learned that not every day has to be so fucking serious, and sometimes hey. you can just relax. Hey, just little shitheads, I'm sitting in my recliner trying to watch my old reruns of Fresh Prince, and you keep coming up to me asking me, oh, why don't you have a cyber face? Listen oh. to episode 46 and you'll know why. Yeah, exactly. I feel better. So do I.